Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is for the love of football. This is the road to 2020 or somewhere. And this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. A blockbuster announcement this week revealed the XFL is entering negotiations with the CFL to discuss potential alignment and a partnership that could potentially change the sport forever. This is episode 161. This is the CFL show. I told you so, uh, I think. I What's um, going on? Look, so I started my week kind of bummed, thinking that we weren't going to have much to talk about this week, Alan, because uh, there was no Young Rock on. And then... What, what's Young Rock? Oh, don't totally, even get me started. Totally that. forgot about the show with this news this and week. And then, <laughs> um, then I heard the news. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, man, uh, Alan is going to be hyped. This is Alan's podcast. I'm pretty much done. I'm not going to talk the rest of the show. And uh, Alan, actually, I noticed uh, you don't have your gimmick going. No sign in the back. So I thought I'd, um, I, I thought I'd just make sure. This is not the CFL show. Well, it's not. It's still this is the XFL show. But the CFL is now prevalent. And actually, I didn't need a sign because I got Canada now behind me right here. If you see <laughs> on the globe. So. That's that's all I needed this you know, week. Nine out of ten people don't know where Canada is on the map. That's not true. I don't know. There's no way that's true. They have this. This is, everyone knows where the Saskatchewan Rough Riders play, and if they don't, they're about to learn it because the XFL and CFL are in negotiations to talk about what we're going to talk through. What's being talked about, at least what they've said they're talking about. Talking about talking is really the catchphrase of the week. And we're going to break it down. We're going to go over all the statements that have come out. We're going to go over our thoughts and opinions and predictions at the end of the show. Brian, so hold off on those throughout the show if you can. Lots to get into on this. I will say the most anticipated episode for me in a long time on this show, Brian. We can't even go back on the road to the kickoff in 2020 and compare this to that because this is totally in a new hemisphere right now a new a, a new atmosphere a new universe almost could be changing the well, same, sport of football. same continent though oh yeah same you're right continent. it is north america though so i gotta get that right seven two four six five six five four xfl seven two four five six five four xfl is the number to call will that change to another uh three letters at the end one day brian i don't know maybe but right now that's the number call it Leave your message. What do you think of the negotiations between the CFL and the XFL? What do you want to see? That's the question we've been asking this week, Brian. We're going to get into that in a second. Leave a text message if you want to there as well. At XFL Show, already seeing a lot of interaction on social media, Brian. And let's talk about what we, we've seen in terms of the reaction because we got a ton of it. This week's episode, again, real quick. 
brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You could go start your own podcast at prettyeasypodcast.com. Brian, the XFL and CFL are talking, and the 2022 plans that were in motion for the XFL are said to be on pause now. It's not like the 2022 season isn't happening. They're not saying that at all. They just said the plans that were in motion are on pause for these talks so they could formulate and eventually crystallize and then we'll have a 2022 a new 2022 plan so immediately when the news came out on our social media we asked all the all the xfl fans that are at least following our account keep it simple let us know what do you want to see from an xfl cfl partnership and we got some great, great responses, Bryant, from just that one question. And I can't believe you had the gall to ask people to keep it simple. I don't think I can keep it simple on this show. I'm trying to. Well, you didn't. I tried to on my response tweet to that. But we asked the question, and I, we have some great responses. One stood out to me in particular, but I don't know which one you have lined up first here. Well, we'll get there, but I just want to give a shout-out to our, our longtime listener, and I believe uh, this is – well, we coined him as Largo, who was a Toronto Argonauts fan and an LA Wildcats fan. Uh, at XFL show, see that XFL 2022 and CFL are in talks. I'm so excited. Let's go, Toronto Argos. Uh, you know, I think the sentiment was most people were pretty excited for what could happen, what might happen. The worst of people, they're like, don't do anything. You know, keep it simple. Nothing. Keep them separate. Don't merge. Don't do this. But I think people had a wide variety of, uh, of opinions on this matter. And I mean, we'll get to our opinions here in a little bit, but I just thought it was, I, I give our boy a little shout out there because Largo with the Wildcats and the Argos. And that's, so I, he, and, and, and if there is some sort of alignment or merger or competition where teams will meet, I don't wonder if Largo will have the same kind of issue I'll have in the future, deciding to root for your CFL team or your XFL team. If they ever face off in a game, what what do you do in that case? Call me the Wild Rider, Brian. I'm, I'm rolling with the Wildcats and the Rough Riders, but that's way down the road. <laughs> worrying about that stuff, we and got then, a lot of business to take care of today. Well, the one that I uh, said keep it simple, and I'm still trying to decipher this. I might need your help, Alan. Is uh, your tweet? That's mine. Yeah, I think it says unified rules, a full merger, expansion draft, and. Equal amount of teams in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. As in Canada. Yeah. You want me to say to it real start... quick for you? I could do it way simpler than you. Unified rules, okay, full please. merger, expansion draft, and equal amount of teams in the USA as in Canada. Start uh, to start June Jones. More of the XFL 2020 rulebook than the CFL rulebook, but keep the Rouge Winston Moss a season that ends before the NFL kicks off their preseason TV contracts that rule. Just that. That's to you know. Those are just the quick bullet points. Was there no spaces available because you ran out of characters? Yeah, it's Twitter. That's how it works. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, um, you did get some love, uh, I think, from uh, a couple. Not some a of the XFL. Not a whole yeah, lot. A little bit of love. <laughs> whole lot. Two two likes there. Um, XFL Texas Throwdown. How did he? That's a great handle. Great handle. You. Uh, just when you said the XFL show wasn't a CFL show, we're not. We are not a CFL show. This is not we're going the to be CFL one show. XFL slash CFL. That's true. XFL slash CFL had other plans. Thank you, Alan, for getting me into the CFL and really looking at the game and getting me into the rules and stuff. Now I'm looking even more forward to this thanks to you. Brandon, hey, man, my pleasure. And 
I'm in the same boat as Brandon. I've heard other shows. I listened to some podcasts. I watched some games. I got into it myself. People got me hyped for it, and I fell into love with the CFL. And I'm glad to just have returned the favor to someone else. So pay it forward. And hopefully there's a lot of people that found that CFL love over the last few years that see this news and get excited about it. But, of course, there are going to be people who are skeptical. There are going to be people that downright don't like the idea of whatever this idea is because we don't really know the idea right now, right? We don't know exactly what's being discussed. But the two leagues just making that announcement, just big, big big-time announcement and getting people like Brandon and myself and even yourself excited because there are big possibilities. One thing is possibilities. That, that you have to recognize is that the CFL, which I've been saying on this show for a long time, has players that you want in the XFL and players that are good, players that are fun to watch. And, you know, now there's a chance that a lot of those guys will be a part or in the XFL. Okay, okay. maybe. Hey, save it, maybe. save it, save it. You're we'll right. I'm not giving my, come on, you're already, not, come on. Come on, I'm you just, are. I'm Come just on, throwing it. that out there. I'm not giving you my my prediction or you what I want to You have been see. wanting this show for three years. Let's be real. For three and a half years that you started the XFL show, you've wanted this show that we're having right now. You've wanted this one. I've wanted the CFL the whole time. I want the CFL, <laughs> and we're getting the CFL today. I want to know what the football. I want all the football in your mind. I want that Canadian football in my life. Uh but yeah, it's really really good reactions there. Uh, people uh, reacting at XFL show. Brian, we have any more that we're going to pull up, or is that or those are no, those we're, your nothing faves? we're going to pull up? But like I said, those are my faves. I just want to give a shout out okay. to our to our friend Largo there. But uh, again, a lot of interactions. Like I said, someone's tweet. The real J, uh, J Todd said, "Do not merge." So there yeah, are some there, people yeah, who don't want this to happen, or don't even want them talking. Or have opinions. You're on the Reddit, yeah. too. You've seen that more. I'm oh, sure you've man. seen a lot of conversations between a lot of people. XFL, Reddit, uh, and CFL. I'm very excited for Reddit the future. more different. very concerned at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means, but yeah. Um, I don't know what that means either. Real quick, dinking and dunking around here. That was our fun tweet for the week. But uh, also, it, it so it doesn't get buried. We're not going to put it in the cover tour or anything this week. But Bob Stoops signed with Fox to replace Urban Meyer on the big dude kickoff in their college football coverage. So just want to put it out there that the former Renegades coach is all but certain to not be coaching in the XFL in 2022 or the CFL or whatever league is playing that year because it looks like he's going to be getting a whole lot of money to talk college football for Fox. Um, more entertaining than Urban Meyer, for sure. I'll tell you that, but a bummer that he won't be a part of well, he's going to bring a lot of focus football. and a lot of intensity, I'm sure, to Fox. He he will be, but uh, but also I think a lot more entertainment and probably better one-liners than Urban Meyer. I mean, I can't even remember one thing Urban Meyer ever said on that show. All day long, great focus, great intensity. Can you? Uh, no, I was wondering what took you so long to play the drop. Wait, Alan, where are you? I just noticed you're somewhere. Are you in Canada? Did you move to Canada already? I'm I'm in I'm in Regina. No, I'm in New York I City it- right now. I'm in New York City. <laughs> And this news is even in people in New York are talking about it. It was on, I think it was in the New York Post even, getting some ink, this news. And that's what I think. I don't think any of us. We're going to talk about later. This this, this announcement, a lot of it was maybe to grab headlines, at least in some places, and get eyeballs on both leagues. So we'll talk about that here in a sec. So, but real quick, Bob Stoops to Fox, so. Won't be a part of this brand moving forward. I didn't think he would be. 
We did not. And other uh, pretty big news, uh, shout out to former XFL referee Maya Shaka becoming the first black female referee in the NFL. Congratulations. Great official in the XFL. More diversity in the NFL now moving forward. Women uh, are becoming referees. We had our first in Sarah Thomas in the Super Bowl. And, you know, the progress is being made there now year by year. And I expect a whole lot more. And now we have an XFL alum, uh, you know, kind of breaking breaking ground there. So that's awesome to see cool news that we did not want to skip over with all this other big CFL talk, which CFL talking talk. It's talking about talking with the CFL. And we are going to. Go over it all now, Brian, as we get into the formal parts of the show. what we Let's line it up here. We're going to have all the statements for everybody that made by all parties, all of the current issues facing both leagues, uh, where, where both leagues are at in terms of their season or non-seasons and financially and players and all that. And then at the end in the hot read, we'll assess it all. We'll have talked through all that formal stuff, and we will give our opinions and our predictions for what this might mean for the XFL. We're going to hold off on opinions and predictions as long as we can. Also, I right now have no idea. I'll admit, I have no idea exactly what this all means. But I'm getting an idea just by listening to everybody and listening to all parties and thinking about all the possibilities, which we're going to do here too. Let's throw some possibilities out there. You and I have not really talked about this. We talked a little bit about it with Vince because he was kind of intrigued. But you and I have not talked about this, so I'm interested to see uh, what we have in store for this. Also, Alan, I know you never say, don't look at the length of our rundowns because uh, that doesn't really mean anything. For some reason, I feel like this length of rundown means a lot for this episode. There's a lot to get to. It's just a lot of words and statements. It's not really that long. It's not like this is a two-hour show or anything. I mean, it oh, could it be. Oh, it might be. But, but Once it, we get to our opinions, it yeah, might be. Who it knows? could It could be, but we'll see We'll see how what we do with it. But it's we'll try to keep it concise and not overbear everybody. But there's, I mean, so much we want to, <laughs> I want to talk through and think about. So let's get into it. First up, we're going to go through all these statements from both leagues, and uh, then we'll assess them all in this week's Cover 2. You want it? I'm going to give it to you right now. So first up, the statements from the XFL side of things here, Bryant. And right there on XFL.com, you could check it out too. CFL to explore, uh, XFL and CFL to explore opportunities for alignment. That's a key word to note with XFL owners Danny Garcia, Dwayne Johnson, and Redbird Capital. Alignment, not not a merger. And, and this is potential opportunities is what it's all about. Collaboration, innovation, and the big, the three key words, are grow the game. That's what they've been saying across all parties here. And I, I mean, on the, first, on the first side of the XFL with the ownership, Danny Garcia went out and and her statement is this is the chairwoman and owner of the XFL said since we first acquired the XFL we have focused on identifying partners who share our vision and values on and off the field a vision filled with opportunity innovation and the highest level of entertainment value for the benefit of our athletes fans and communities the CFL has expressed that similar sentiment and jointly we recognize a great opportunity to build exciting innovative football experiences that make the most of each league's unique strengths. I look forward to our continued discussions, and we will update the sports community as we have more to share. Now, just stopping real quick on Danny Garcia Bryant, a, a quick 
told you so from her, right? She told us, expect innovative, different types of ways of approaching this 2022 season. I can't think of a more innovative, different type of approach from kickoff to tw- in 2020 than this. A conversation, an open conversation, transparency with the CFL. We've been waiting for transparency. We're getting it right here. Uh, transparency has been key, I think, with Danny Garcia and company, especially because it's been so quiet for so long. I don't think we've really received any type of news from them uh, since the beginning of the year. Uh, there might be tidbits here, but this one was was gripping, and, and they're going to be upfront about it. And I think the main reason about being upfront of it is to let people know that, hey, we are trying to do something to make football better to make our football better. Is it something you need to make better? No. If you're the NFL, do you sit back and be like, hey, what can we do to make this better? No, you don't do that. You're the NFL. You would go make billions and billions of dollars on TV contracts. You're fine. But if you're the XFL and in this case, the CFL, uh, transparency and you look for ways to be better. And that's what Danny Garcia said from the beginning. And that's what she's saying here. And you have to think from the XFL side of things, Danny Garcia, uh, a prudent business person like her, uh, and then you have the Rocks history with the CFL we'll get into, but seeing the players like I've been talking about in the CFL, a person like Danny Garcia sees that and says, wait, why go into this new ownership and this new season in 2022 and ha- and do things how they were doing it in 2022? There was really painstaking the recruiting process. Let's not you know, mince words about that. It's a very huge task, very very tough thing to do assess talent acquire talent and this in this route they're taking it seems like they're trying to open up an opportunity to maybe making that a little less painful i don't know i'm just spitballing here but what do you think from danny garcia's perspective a conversation with the cfl means bringing the business side, the innovation side, and doing things and thinking outside the box because that's what I'm thinking. I think she sees the players first and foremost in the CFL as a great way to get solid talent into the XFL in a way not easier but smarter uh, fashion than they did in 2020, 2019, 2020. Yeah, well, the XFL for the 2020 launch or the kickoff was um, very meticulous about how they gained – players right they spent a lot of time they they did what they had to do to get the right players that weren't already playing football somewhere else so maybe danny garcia and company saw other opportunities uh this being it i think personally and this is just my opinion i think it would have irked danny garcia to not reach out or not have i don't know if she reached out let me take that back i don't know if she reached out but to not have the to have this opportunity to talk to the cfl and not do it would have irked her would have irked the rock it would have probably even irked Redbird Capital to not even explore this option. I think that's where this all stems from is what can we do? What if we work with the NFL? Mm, Probably not. What if we work at the CFL and all these light bulbs start going off and and you just kind of take it from there? I don't think they have it. Maybe they have expectations, obviously, but do they truly think anything's going to come out of all this? I don't know. So I think we both could agree. When Danny Garcia months ago in, I think, I forget which article it was she interviewed with Forbes and a couple other publications saying expect thinking outside of the box different strategies does this does this fulfill that I think to, for me it does I don't know about you but this is definitely different audiences too yeah, remember she said that and we all ex- we all audiences. explored women we did say like she's gonna and that's kind of what mm-hmm. it was leading to right women this How is do we global cater to women 
Yep. Now this is kind of expanding your reach global, like you say right behind you. Global. And I gotta say, I really where in the world is Danny Garcia? And I have to say, I'm really excited too because now you and I, and we were watching the the Amer- football Mexicans. Americano League in Mexico. <laughs> Watching yeah. it on YouTube and how, saying, "Damn, how entertaining this is!" And this is, <laughs> this is an international move. This is yeah. going into those places where football is being played that maybe uh, audiences in this country aren't really thinking about. When there's plenty of fun to be had for the sport and growth to be had, and this is, I think, a tremendous idea. And uh, Danny Garcia being the chairwoman and the owner and quarterback in this thing, killing it. If you ask me in making sure that this not only is happening the actual conversations but making it public that the that the conversations are happening is very smart and uh obviously you get all the attention and then the rock goes out and he's putting out impassioned instagram posts out there with tweets and oh my goodness if you saw this the rock i think it's bc lions jersey he's he's got on there and this i mean heartfelt on the day of the announcement puts this out the cfl changed my life when you have nothing you're you're scratching and clawing for everything you can get all the spirit making your football dreams come true i want to i want to cut this like a rock promo but i'm i'm not gonna just destroy the the cadence and all that but i don't need to read the whole thing but the rock gets into this bryant Talking about obviously dreams coming true. What everyone knows his CFL story, and if you don't, the real quick synopsis: The Rock playing at the U had to settle for playing in the CFL. He says he wanted to play in the NFL, but he could, couldn't make it, so he went to the CFL, and he couldn't cut it there. It, it just didn't work out there, and that's where the his, you know the legendary seven dollars in his pocket story comes from, leaving the CFL, but all the respect he has for the league, and. and what he learned during his time there, the relationship he has with that league, that's something you don't take lightly. Just just because you might not be a fan of that league, and, and maybe The Rock, I don't know how much CFL he's followed since his career ended there, but the fact that it still has that special place in his heart, and it also provides a tremendous business opportunity for this new league that he owns called the XFL, what a, I think, beautiful story this could end up being depending on how this relationship turns out Brian but there is definitely a thread there when you talk about the career of Dwayne the Rock Johnson and the CFL and now what's going on with his career as a business person owning the XFL and now the CFL's there willing to grow their league grow the game I don't care if this is uh you know some people saying the CFL might be in financial dire straits, and this could be the XFL taking advantage of them. We'll get into that when we talk about the CFL side of things. But the this is the story of it all. This is the the beautiful part of it all. The, the what they would make a movie about maybe one day. The fact that this guy played in that league and has that kind of respect for them that just plays into it and gets people interested in it. And this, I mean, case in point, people talking about them talking about whatever we don't know again. Stress it. We don't know what they're talking about because this guy, The Rock, most famous man in the world, has these ties to the CFL and these negotiations are going on. It's a story and everybody has to pay attention to it. It is. And, and I think The Rock uh, 
story behind it all, the history that he, you know, he talks about it all the time, the seven bucks. And we don't even know if that was Canadian or American at that time. <laughs> Could have been a huge difference to the story, but maybe one day we'll find that out. Uh, but either way, The Rock kind of, you know, you talk about that, you know, started from the bottom, and now we're here, like kind of thing. Like that's where The Rock is. And and to see all this unfold, the passion that he has for the CFL, you're right, maybe, you know, we don't know how much he's watched it or paid attention to it since his departure, but, you know, the, he's The Rock. He also has a million other things going on. Um, the Rock knows what it, it's, what it takes to start to want to play football. Um, and, and maybe not to make it, crushed him at the time but but gave him a future that obviously he is who he is today but there's so many players out there that want to play canadian football american football and, and i think he's gonna make that a possibility and and alan i think we glanced over the last part of this quote that he had he's like i'll keep you posted on our xfl cfl discussions unfold got your back so that's for us fans because he's gonna let us know what's happening yeah and the and rock did actually yeah came out with another tweet right saying th- that he's basically his, his on his side of things during all of this his main focus is fans and players and his players too because don't forget the cfl's 2021 season still up in the air a lot of players are concerned about that and i feel like if i'm a cfl player right now and this might take my attention towards oh no is this league in trouble I could see that why some players in the CFL might think that but then you see it's a guy like Dwayne Johnson you have to I think have at least with his his reputation and his verbiage uh, feel like okay there's someone maybe looking out for me and hoping that this thing benefits me and my career and I could keep playing this game that I love for money so if I'm a player right now, I'd be excited, but I understand why some people, especially up in Canada playing in that league, uh, might be a little worried. But then the respect and the the actual fact that one of the owners of this league now that your league's talking to played in your league bodes well, I think, for CFL players. But, of course, we're going to have to see where these these conversations go and what they all mean. But from the Rock side of things... It's a, it's it's a heartwarming story, and it's also it looks like from from an outsider's perspective, just knowing the situation, knowing who this man is, someone out there's hoping to really make things better for the players up in the CFL, and of course the players down here in the United States that wouldn't even go, wouldn't go to Canada because they don't want to maybe play there or they don't think they can, or it's just not something that's really on their radar, and they just stop playing the game. And there's way too many players that are good enough that do that, and that's why the XFL existed for a lot of, you know, a lot of the reason why that that this league was brought to the forefront, created, and giving that opportunity. Rock's all about that opportunity. Opportunities is what these talks seem to be all about. Financial, uh, growing the game, who knows what the top priority is? Who knows what's negotiable and what's not? We're going to get into some of that in a second. But let's talk about now the president of the XFL's state, uh, statement here, Brian. Jeffrey Pollock, who is a remnant from 2020, don't forget, kept on uh, the staff after the bankruptcy and people were let go. Jeffrey Pollock's been there still since the league went under and... Now it's back under new ownership, and he's still there in his president and CEO role. And his statement 
Quote, we are honored and excited to be in discussions with the CFL. It's clear through our early conversations that we share a passion for football, an expansive sense of possibility, and a deep desire to create more opportunity for players and fans across North America and around the world. There's that global aspect. Blending the CFL's rich heritage with our fresh thinking and the unique reach and experience of our ownership could be transformative for the game. We look forward to learning more about what's possible together with the CFL and where our shared passion takes us. This is the statement, I think, that really excited someone like me and might have terrified super-duper CFL diehards, Bryant. If you've been watching the CFL for, like, your entire life, seeing a guy make a, a statement like that, our fresh thinking, their rich heritage, are you coming in to change my CFL? That could be scary to some people, and I understand it, but what's going on at that negotiation table? What's on the table? What can be changed? Because there is a that's no joke. Over 100 years of rich tra- tradition, the Grey Cup rules, and I mean, let's face it, the Rouge rules. I love the Rouge. Three downs rule. 12 guys on the field. It's cool. The CFL is different, and it's cool, but the XFL is different from that might be different from the nfl it's also not the cfl where's that happy medium jeffrey pollock's statement there says that's kind of what they're at the table now discussing how can they benefit each other knowing that they are pretty different but they can help each other what does that even look like we're going to discuss that in a second brad what do you take from jeffrey pollock's statement there well, I think Jeffrey Pollock, you know, the, the the main thing that I'm taking from all this is that he is going in with the mentality that the XFL is going to move forward as the XFL. Now, how the CFL partnerships can actually work with the XFL is kind of how I see it. I don't see this all becoming a CFL. Maybe, I mean, there's a lot of lot of, lot to take from just a small little quote here. But I think Jeffrey Pollock is basically saying, look, we have a plan in place. There's an opportunity here to talk to the CFL to see about other opportunities as well. We're going to do that and see where we are after that. I don't think this is a dire straits XFL needs help. I don't think it's the other way around either. We'll get to that in a little bit as well. But regardless, Jeffrey Pollock, I think knowing that he probably has, at least in the U.S., the leverage over the CFL and and the marketability in this, you know, the XFL was way more popular in America than the CFL has been in the 108 years. That you know, what name carries more weight in the in the United States? The XFL does, and I think Jeffrey knows that, and I think the CFL even knows that. I think that's what Jeffrey was kind of conveying. He's like, hey, you got some heritage. You guys are great, but uh, you got the know how. But we got the name, so let's figure this out. Yeah, and it's and it's you, you have the you have the the infrastructure, you have the players too, you have teams, and you you could you, you can help us out a lot. Um, but we can help you out. They have too. the Great Cup too, by the way. Yeah, and they do have the Great Cup. Do not forget about that. Does this is it? We're not talking merger. Like, can they just help each other? I don't know. And by without ever touch touching on the field, I don't know. But they're in these talks right now. They're talking about talking. If I'm in that room, Bryant, I'm saying, oh, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off. I know that segment's coming up. Um, <laughs> let's go into what else they're saying. Well, real quick, XFL.com updated, though. If you do want to see pictures of Jeffrey Pollock, Danny Garcia, and The Rock, those are up on XFL.com. 
a few new banners and sections. And also, some of our old shows are back up on the main page, I saw. Or at least on one of the tabs. They're, they're, they're paying although, homage to the 2020 hashtag, season. Although, hashtag we want our jobs yes. back is still in full effect. That For is sure. uh, something we'd like to have. Uh, Alan, I do have to post this. I know it's not going to be pretty, but I just wanted to put it out there because we've already talked about it. Uh, but this was the last thing they put out. And, and it is official, right? The XFL 22 season is on hold. I think we'll get to what this actually means in a little bit. But this is also part of their uh, statement. Yes. And it has been uh, kind of clarified okay. since that, you know, 2022 does, doesn't mean it's not happening. But these conversations need to be had, it sounds like, before any more planning is done for that season. So It could change everything. Yeah. Because this could be nothing. These conversations could be nothing or could be everything. Yeah. And if you're moving forward with a 2022 plan based on nothing, what if something happens and then it just kind of throws your plans into a race? So we are on the road to 20 something, right? 20, we're on the road to a kickoff in some year, sometime. That's all I know. And there is football on the horizon. Although I might have to just change that opening now. We're, we're on, we're talking about talking. <laughs> that's my favorite because that's what we're going to get do here part two of the cover two from the cfl side of things randy ambrosi the cfl commissioner talking about talking said canada has an exciting game and devoted fans hell yes they do and our discussion with the xfl provides a tremendous opportunity to build on that strong foundation we look forward to exploring how we might work with one of the most innovative sports brands in the world to grow the game engage fans in new ways and reach new audiences i like the respect he's showing the xfl there with that statement we look forward to seeing what possibilities our discussions might uncover and to sharing those with our fans as the process unfolds Mad respect to the XFL there from the CFL commissioner, calling it one of the most innovative sports brands in the world, and it is and has been since 2001. Can't forget about it. 2001 matters. But Randy Ambrosi was also on the Three Down Nation podcast, Brian, and I listened to that conversation, and he basically said some some cold hard facts about what's going on at, at those negotiation tables. He 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 laid it out there. He's super transparent. Wow, for I know this is a commissioner that you know had to cancel a season, and he's loved by some, hated by some. But being transparent about these talks, I appreciate it at least. He said there are no ex- expectations really going into this because they don't want to set them, and, and and except that the talks will take them to a better place, whether that results in actual partnerships or what, uh, even just having the knowledge, sharing good practices will make them a better league each of them a better league so talking about talking was what he was saying with these announcements that they're going the announcements are what they're saying is that's talking about talking they're talking to us fans about their talking together they're being transparent i'm so thankful for that brian i would be kind of upset if we didn't know about these conversations because like we said the road to 2020 was full of transparency haven't heard news in a while, and we did get this news, the talking about talking. That's what it's all about. That's what the XFL, to me, is all about these days. Transparency, and we're finally getting some on this road to 20-something. Uh, yeah, so I, I think we're going to have to talk about whether or not they were starting conversations now or have these conversations have already been had before this. We'll get to that here mm-hmm. in a little bit, but... Um, yeah, like the commissioner, Randy Ambrosi, saying basically, hey, we respect them. Whoever called who, and I'm not going to speculate on who called who first, 
who swiped right first and then who, you know, mess. I'm not going to speculate on that, but obviously they were both listening and they both want to talk. And I think that's all this is now. Ambrosi doesn't give me the sense that he's like, uh, we need this, right? I know there's a lot of speculation out there that the CFL is in dire straits for this season for whatever the case may be. It doesn't sound like any of that stuff. Well, he is a little he honest. Said, right yeah, he us. said flat out, not a sense of desperation. This is not a, d- being done out of a sense of desperation for the CFL. Who, I mean, that league lost, I think, around $80 million in 2020, last I read. And they they canceled that season. They don't know if 2021's happening. The, the, there we're 10 weeks out, I think, from their training camp spo- su- supposed to happen. Um, so that's understandable why someone say, okay, Randy, what are you doing this? Cause the league needs money. They need attention. They need something to help them have this season go down. And that might be the case, but he said, they're not desperate. Now, is he just putting up a tough front there? I don't know. I thought it would be smart. Desperate's smart. relative. Yeah, exactly. Desperate's a relative term, right? You could not be desperate for this because you also plan on not playing. <laughs> if this doesn't happen, like, I mean, that's just, you know, we need to play, we need to play. But if they've made, they've come to the decision that, Hey, you know, we're probably not going to play this year unless something happens. We'll see what happens. And then they come on call and we're like, okay, well, let's see. Maybe they'll save the season. We're not desperate to make a deal. That's going to be, you know, Hey rock, we'll sell you all the teams for a hundred million dollars American. <laughs> no, like that's not going to happen. Right. That that's desperation. But if the XFL comes a calling, you you listen, whether you're desperate or not. Exactly. And I think that's that's what I'm saying. Desperate's relative. It's a very drastic word. And there's oh, and then that gets me to speculating so many different questions. Like, okay, let's go down. Which road are we going down? And then what questions do we ask? So, okay, we go down the desperation road. And what your desperation means is this league needs the money. They need to merge or do something with the XFL desperately to survive. So the so the BC Lions could live it to play another game. So the Stampeders can play another game in Calgary. The CFL has to do business with the XFL. If that means totally changing the rule book, totally merging with the XFL, and even maybe getting rid of the CFL acronym. But your teams get to stay, CFL fan. Would you take that deal? Randy Ambrosi might be the guy at the table right now trying to make that deal so your team could survive and play another down of maybe not three down football before well, the football. well here's the case is the alternate i'm not going to have cfl anymore it could be because you don't have two seasons so in then a row. yes is that i'll change my nail? rules i want my team is that know. a death nail or is the cfl gonna have a 2021 season and they're gonna mosey on down the road and just keep doing their thing but never really growing outside of their let's face it niche market on a you know on a global scale, um, they've always talked about one. They've tried to expand to the U.S. before, but they still talk these days about trying to be a bigger and better league. They have these relationships with you even send me. Oh, they have a combine with Italian players and players from Mexico and Japan. This is a league that's trying to expand in, in different ways. And this is a really exciting way to expand. But at what cost? is what a lot of CFL fans I saw online were asking this week. And you have Randy Ambrosi there, a guy who I think, from what I've read, might be using a Roger Goodell playbook sometimes, who will do whatever it takes to make money and expand his league. Uh, you know, financially. Notebook, and, and you think? I, I mean, I feel I'm sure he has a relationship 
with with Roger Goodell in some capacity. They're commissioners of major professional sports leagues. They've crossed paths. I wonder, I can only imagine what kind of advice Randy Ambrosi has sought from Roger Goodell. And if he ever has, I assume the advice Roger Goodell gave him was grow the league and and make the biggest possible moves you could do to get as much money as possible and get as many people watching your game as possible. Because that's what we do. That's what I do. Every single thing I do, I get networks that double up. I double the price on them after a deal ends. That's what you got to do as a commissioner. Please your ownership. Grow your game. Growing your game for the CFL means something different. Maybe some sacrifices. Maybe. What sacrifices would the XFL have to make? We'll discuss that in just a moment. The reactions on the CFL side. I am very concerned for Canadian football fans and players players in a fragile state who knows if they get to continue to play and the the cfl players association seems to be okay with and cool with these uh conversations going on we've we've heard some statements from member membership of the cfl pa including quarterback mike riley of the bc lions who's gone out there and said you know whatever helps grow our league and 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 you know guarantees that we're going to be playing i think is what most players are worried about um and then i saw fans online just saying oh i just hope they don't get rid of three downs oh no this is what it's the big the bigger field it's so much it's so much better to look at like everybody has their thing they don't want to see go and no one's saying anything's going you see just people get nervous when you make an announcement but they get talking and that's what i think this was all about Right now, you're not seeing any field exactly. CFL fans. Let's That's just true. be real. You haven't That's seen true. one last year. No other sports league in North America canceled their full season of the, like a major sporting. Would right? you be hockey came back, basketball came back, football kept rolling, yeah. MLB figured it out. CFL. I mean, it's kind of weird to call them a, a major league when it comes to this, but because you don't really talk about them too often. But they didn't play. No. You know, they didn't get their loan from Canada from the government. They couldn't play. So now. Uh, desperate times call for desperate measures sometimes, and I know we just talked about desperation. But they're not desperate. Hey, you're not playing. You say the 120 yard field looks great on TV. You haven't seen it in over a year, so it's true. The breaks a little bit. That's true. I mean, Bryant's being blunt to you, CFL fans. I'm I'm going to be a little bit more delicate with it and say it's totally possible. I think for the CFL to cancel another season and eventually look, they've been around so damn long. It's an institution, but it will maybe have to be super duper small potatoes as what was famously once said about another spring football league small potatoes cfl is that what people would want versus a potential drastically different cfl but still teams playing football in canada there's but then i think we're talking a lot like man the cfl seems like the desperate party here is that the case is there any desperation on any side? Or was this solely just two leagues say, let's announce this, do nothing, and just say, you know, we had a good conversation and we learned a lot. And that might be totally the case and everybody's just getting kind of worked to pay attention to the league. And if that is the case, genius. Because either way, it's all it's all right now, I think, good. it's good practice and good business right now with what's going on this week. And whatever moves forward. Everyone's... Everyone's talking about it. I, I will say that, and that's uh, the key. 
to any uh, news. Alan, I know uh, we didn't have it here on the rundown, but I just wanted to bring up Brian Ramsey, whose Twitter's handle says he's the executive director of the Canadian Football League Players Association, came out and said, uh, the CFL informed us this morning of formal talks they are having with the XFL. Our primary focus remains on working with the CFL and pro- and provincial governments to return to work for the 2021 CFL season. Uh, provincial governments is basically state governments. That's the US listen- those are listeners. <laughs> our commitment is to exhaust all solutions to get back to our jobs on the football field. The growth of football is something we support as our members earn their living playing this great game. Uh, that's something we haven't really discussed, and I think a lot of people aren't looking at, is that the CFL has a collective bargaining agreement with their players. They have a CBA. So drastic changes, I would assume, and they're not need to be bargained. a vertically integrated league. There's ownership across all those teams. It's very different leagues. How- Structure. We're, people are talking about player, like, yeah on-the-field play, structurally behind the corporate people yeah. that we always talk about, way different structure than the XFL. So there's a lot that has to change. And we'll there, get onto that, I'm sure, right about yeah, now. Yeah, this, uh, this is the concern for CFL players and fans, I think. You want to see the CFL as you know it in 2021, and so do I. So the CFLPA is taking the right stance there. They need to worry about, most of all, securing jobs for their players this this coming season 10 weeks away from training camp um and then you have executives in the cfl who are i think giddy about this you had the the gray cup champs defending uh president and ceo uh, wade miller of the winnipeg blue bomber said you would have discussions with this group at any time when you look at their track record of success in sports and global entertainment so if anything for the xfl having the cfl commissioner cfl executives CFL players praising the ownership of this XFL. If we're talking about what this all means for them, if nothing happens and comes of these negotiations, at, at the very least, what happened this week is big time football people up in Canada who have who garner respect in that country and down here in the states by a lot of other football people and some fans who pay attention to it saw a lot of praise thrown on the new XFL. And that's that's only a good thing, too. This could be the XFL trying to sweeten that TSN deal. That's all this could be, too, by the <laughs> it's, way. It's true. This is business. <laughs> it's really exciting, though, to think about the possibilities. And we've talked about all the statements, Bryant. Uh, we've gotten into everything the, the CFL has said from their you know the top down and the reactions. That's the state of it right now. They're in the, in the midst of trying to get their – 2021 season off the ground and a league that lost a lot of money last year the xfl a league that went bankrupt last year is trying to come back a year from now and with new ownership and a really uh, uh, willingness to create buzz think outside the box and come up with some kind of plan that really grabs people's attention for their season what comes of it all now it's time for us to break that down, rack our brains, think of possibilities in this week's Hot Read. Okay, so I think first, Bryant, we'll Wait, Alan, start... Did, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for my tinfoil hat. I feel like <laughs> that would be very appropriate for this section. Yeah, I, it's, not, I it's not tinfoil hat. It's, I think, all the stuff we're going to talk about now, and not all of it, but at least... Most of it is at least being written on a board 
in some boardroom or actually discussed amongst all the key players in these negotiations. We got them. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> You're that. <laughs> we discussed that. So first up, what do you want this to be? Personally, as a fan, as someone who's you personally have followed the XFL through and through, not so much a huge CFL fan, but learning from your good friend, close personal, longtime dear good friend, me, about how cool the CFL is, knowing how cool the XFL is. What do you want to see from talking about talking? Well, dear close personal friends, don't screw with other friends' recordings, but I'll leave that for a different podcast. Another I will say this. <laughs> I will say... Um, if I'm selfish in this instance and I am an XFL fan, if this brings any sort of stability for more than one season, I'm all for this. I don't personally want it to be something that engulfs the CFL unless the CFL adapts to what the XFL was in 2020. I don't want to see mergers. I don't want to see any of that stuff. If there is a line within the sand, like people complain about the DH in the American League and not in the NL, right? Like people <laughs> complain about that. That's one player on the field. We're talking about different yardage. We're talking about downs, uh, players on the field. Like these are two separate games. So you can't just be like champions play each other. Like that can't happen. It won't happen. Not not for anything that matters. It would be an exhibition. It'd be like the Pro Bowl at the end of the championship game. Like, that's all that is. So, what do I want this to be? I want this to be something that helps the XFL grow its game. That's what I want it to be. What that means, I think there's a lot of iterations. It could be bringing in the teams. It could be adapting to the the CFL, adapting to the XFL rules. But as it pertains to what I truly, in the end goal, and the bottom line of what I want this to be, is success and long-lasting um, and a long-lasting future uh, for the XFL. That's that's well said and well put that kind of any change to the CFL is a drastic change, I think, for that league if you're talking about a merger. And you don't want to see a merger at all, you're saying. And look, I know we're having a lot of people here for the first time listen to our show, especially up in Canada. So hi, everyone. I don't speak fondly of of Canadian football because I've never enjoyed it. I don't like it. It's not my t- cup of tea. I watch it because I like football, but is it something that I'm going to sit here and watch like I watch the XFL? Of course not. We don't. We never had a. C- this is not the CFL podcast, CFL show for a reason. We never did this. The CFL has been around for 108 years. Pretty Easy Podcast doesn't have someone who does a CFL show. So oh, I wish. You, check out Pretty Easy Podcast. Oh, I wish. I love that. But, <laughs> but, uh, so selfishly. I would want, it's not that I don't care about the CFL fans, but if that's the case, the only thing I would want is the CFL to adapt to the XFL. Yeah, that and is. it seems like that is more likely than just adding, you know, eight or nine teams from the states on the XFL side and playing all CFL rules on CFL fields. I don't think that would ever happen. I don't want that to happen. As much as I love the CFL game, I, I, I'm with you. I'd want, I would want more of this XFL rulebook, if not all of it, to, to be what would be adapted if it was we're talking merger. But that's not what I want out of this. I don't think we need to see a merger. 
I think Canada has a great thing going. They have their thing, and I don't want to change that for anybody. What I want to see is an alignment, as they put it, or what I would say, call it is sharing. Sharing is caring. So I want to see players be made available. Coaches be made available. Uh, business relationships be made available up between the two leagues. Benefit each other as much as you can. So when XFL scouting gets underway, the CFL is going to be able to benefit a whole lot from getting an influx of American players that they normally wouldn't have had. And if they lift some of their rules they have too, that might help their league a little bit more. They also open up their... And of course, they have a collective bargaining agreement, so that's the tricky part. But opening it up to getting their players to come down to the XFL and play in the States would be very cool and awesome for the league because, like I always say, the CFL has a lot of players that we would want in in the XFL. So sharing resources too. Sharing resources in terms of scouting, in terms of uh, you know, having having teams maybe be have a sister team in the CFL and totally separate seasons that barely don't overlap or barely do it all, and that that's even possible in a calendar year with how short an XFL season was going to be. Bryant, uh, you know, in 2020, it's totally possible to do that. So I think what I want to see out of this is just sharing of resources and ideas. I don't expect the CFL to adapt their rule book or their field. That seems like a tall That's not what we expect. What do you want? Tell us what you want. Uh, That's what we expect here. I don't want that either. I don't want, I don't want to see them have to change their game because it's like you said, two, basically two different sports, but they are similar and there can be some stuff shared that could be very beneficial. I think to both leagues, the CFL being open to that and not stubborn about it, is I think a great sign. Is it a result of them missing their 2020 season? Maybe, but it benefits the XFL, and that's what I'm all about. Do you think it's a possibility that maybe this all stemmed from that tweet a couple weeks ago where the Edmonton football team sent out those seven names that were their finalists, and someone at the XFL headquarters was like, Hey, uh, Randy Abrosi, how you doing, man? Hey, what if it was the Edmonton Enforcers? <laughs> and then this all kind of bubbled from that point on. I was like, how can we do that? Let's trade some information. We have a, we have, you know, we've got a lot of uh, copyright <laughs> stuff we own down here, and we could help you out with some of that if you're changing logos. Maniacs, completely available if you want to even. The Montreal the, Maniacs. The double E. I don't think Alouettes fans will be happy about that. Hamilton. Does Hamilton have a football team? Yeah, they do. Tiger Cats. Hamilton Hitman. Hitman. I'll take a Tiger Cat over a Hitman every time. Sorry, Bret Hart. Um, No, what else could this possibly be uh, in terms of what I want it to be? You know, the CFL, there's something to it, right? 108 years. But there's also some something to not being sustainable here in America. We've had a couple teams. I think there was like a New York team. There was a Louisiana a really Southern team. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say there's like a team way down there, wasn't there? Um, it, it it didn't work. Um, you know, someone could say spring football didn't work either, and that's where we are with today with all these spring leagues. But regardless, I think it's a a, a time for the XFL 
to to expand its reach in Canada. And perhaps whether that be with the CFL or not, at least what they're doing now is uh, getting their name out there in, in a part of the world that it pretty much wasn't really uh, focused on before. Yep, and this is uh, this is the part where I really want. I'm I'm fighting, just thinking about all the different ideas and possibilities because I could go into you know, like, okay, imagine a. a the CFL totally changing it up and just becoming the XFL, but keeping their teams and merging. I don't want to talk maybe the next episode. What we need to focus on now is what we expect based off of what we've talked about. All the information we've been given this week from both leagues, all the statements made by everybody, even outside of the league or, you know, down the totem pole from ownership to players and then fans and then the media and now we get our turn here. Brent, what do you expect out of all this? What's your official prediction for the talking about talking between the CFL and the XFL? Talking about talking. We got them. Ha ha. No, I, I do expect something to come out of this, some sort of substance. I think something that we haven't really mentioned or hasn't been talked about, and I don't know if it's still the case, but I think it is, is American players in their first year in the CFL have to sign a two-year contract. That kind of puts the XFL in a bind when it comes to anybody who wants to play football up in Canada if they have to sign for two years. Uh, so maybe something like that uh, kind of gets players out of that part of their deal might might help. It, it's got to be just a working agreement. I think that's what comes out of this. I, I don't know if there's a merger. There might be support from each league. Do, do players, do you actually think players are going to cross brands and, uh, and go into the CFL and the XFL, I guess. I mean, the minimum salary for an, a CFL player, I think, is 65000 a year. So, uh, and, and, and I make a joke about it all the time, but I don't know if that's Canadian or American. <laughs> so, that's the minimum salary. XFL was offering about the same for players in 2020. So, hey, if a player wants to make hundred and twenty grand in the year and play in two seasons and, you know, get their name out there, Maybe they do play in both. Maybe that's what the XFL and CFL do. I got to say, we, we, weeks ago we were talking about how a lot of this is seeming seeming to kind of look a lot like how European football is with mm-hmm. crossing borders and sharing players and loans. So that's what I'm expecting out of this is not ownership, but loanership, sharing of business practices. Today, the LA Wildcats paid the Hamilton Tigers, Tiger Cats, $200 million in a transfer fee for. Exactly. 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 Or maybe we see. I I, I kind of expect to a pairing of of maybe teams uh, in the XFL to a CFL team, and and that's where maybe some sharing and back and forth goes. Um, And also. That all can sweeten the deal for the XFL maybe to be on television in Canada. And that might also help them out in that regard. So I, I expect I expect what I'm hoping for, and that's sharing of assets and ideas. Um, but I would no, is not Is it necessary? I I, th- I think it's I think it's not ne- I'm not gonna say necessary. I'm liking Randy Ambrosi right now. It's not out of desperation. The XFL doesn't need CFL players, but damn it, there there's really good talent there, and to have them play in the XFL would be very beneficial and way less of a headache and stress 
in, in terms of finding the ways to fill the rosters for 2022. You know, if you imagine that 2019 draft we were at, Brian, if there was some sort of uh, funnel from the CFL to the XFL that was an easy back and forth between the league with leagues with a relationship. An underground tunnel yeah, there, between there, BC and Seattle. If there was some <laughs> sort of way to share those players instead of the Herculean efforts of guys like Eric Galco, who went out there scouting every player not in the CFL that was in the States uh, and trying to get them to play in the XFL, uh, negotiating with all those different players and convincing them and getting them to believe in the league and then jump at the opportunity. Like that still has to happen, but like having access to a handful of really talented CFL players too will not only make it easier to fill out rosters, but as we remember saying so many times, help with the quality of the play too. Now, doesn't this affect, I'm going to throw this one at you, doesn't this affect the league being for the players? Because, hey, the CFL is already an option for a lot of these players that they don't take. So now, if you basically take 50%, 60% of your players from the CFL, doesn't that limit the amount of opportunities you're giving to players here in the U- in the U.S.? Well, that's a high percentage. I don't know if it would be that much. That's oh, a, you don't think it would be that high? That's a lot. No, no, no. I mean, I th- I would be I would hope for just at least somewhere between 10 and 20. That that would be a solid oh, okay. number. I was yeah. thinking mirrored like mirrored rosters almost to the point. Mirrored rosters? I don't expect that at all. No way. I expect like a handful of maybe even higher level of talent. What if it was just what if it's just like each each CFL team I could see something like each CFL team needs to designate two players, one offense, one defense, to the XFL for the coming season. Like, that would be... I think it would be the player's choice. Hey, player, if you want to go play, go play. Uh, if anything, the CFL would be like, hey, CBA. I don't want this person to go. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't want this person to go. So they are not allowed to go to the XFL. Maybe uh, and that's... Like that. What's in it for either yeah. one? Like, that's the thing, though. There's got to be something in it for the CFL. We're not... We're talking about all these... Uh, things being, hey, this is a uh, XFL advantage. What's the, what's in it for the CFL? It has to be money. What else is there? Like, what does the CFL need from the XFL? You're the you're the CFL expert. Well, mark marketing, Dwayne the Rock Johnson behind the CFL full force. Like like imagine those kinds of tweets and the promotion he could give you. I got the Argos plus two today, guys. What do you got? Yeah, I Twitter. mean, just that the the marketing and the talent. Uh, behind the machine already that's in place, which is not, which is a skeleton team still. Hashtag we want our jobs back. There's a whole workforce still to be joining the XFL in the coming months. But just having the personalities they have in the ownership will be beneficial to the CFL. And not to mention Redbird Capital, Bryant. Redbird Capital and all the assets we've talked the last few weeks that they have and what they could push into a sports uh, brand or into a sports entity, if you will, like the CFL. There's a lot to for the CFL business-wise. But then there's that pesky CBA. How do you get all the players on board? How do you sweeten the pot for CFL players? What, what of them? That's going to be the trickiest thing, I think, at that, at that table, which is why 
I don't expect a full merger. I expect lots of business sharing on the business end of it and limited sharing on the on-field uh, end of it in terms of players and and maybe even coaches or, or something like that. Um, Could be totally wrong, though. Could be just talking about people talking right now, and that's all that it ever is. Could be, haha, we got you. Um, I mean, Alan, let me ask you something here because this goes way back. You and I are are pretty big uh, hockey fans, I think, right? You, you remember the, uh, the that unfortunate um, 2004, 2005 lockout, our senior year in high school where no hockey was being played. Do you know who Bain Capital Partners and Game Plan are? Bain Capital Partners? partners in game plan no but they sound like they uh control a lot of assets have a lot of money hedge fund or something like that yeah they basically are they offered the league back then three billion dollars that's a lot of money for the nhl back then for all 30 teams back then and the league now could redbird capital come in with the checkbook and say hey yeah they said no obviously but could Redbird Capital come in with a check and say, hey, we'll give you X amount of dollars for all your teams? For I mean, the whole there's damn There's so many league. possibilities here. Yeah, there's so many possibilities here that the XFL can can use from the CFL. My my gut, my thought, my, here goes my gut again. Do I have it? Yes, I do. Um, the CFL needs money. I think that's the only thing that, could, that would allow them to have this partnership. You're talking about marketability. That's money. They need more money. That's why this is happening. They need to be, they need more exposure. They need, I could throw out a bunch of old show names, maximum exposure. <laughs> like That's what they need, right? From the league, um, from from Redbird Capital. That's the only thing that the, because the, the CFL was fine. They were doing their thing. They were making their monies, you know, not a lot, but here they were, you know, they were doing fine. There was no conversations whatsoever that we heard of between the CFL and the XFL for 2020. So I'm not saying they're desperate. That's not what I'm saying. But that's I gotta I say that, that the CFL needs from the XFL. You tell you tell me that we got a lot more Canadian viewers and listeners this week on the show, and I love them, and I love the CFL. But then you say something like that, like, "Hey, maybe Redbird Capital just buys the whole damn thing," and I don't want to upset anyone, but that like kind of would be awesome. <laughs> that would be <laughs> they just buy the CFL and make it the XFL, but then. That can't happen. They're not going to get rid of those teams. They're not going to get rid of the. What are they going to do? Just like keep. No, but then they don't have to worry about making decisions that are so crazy. Like it's all their thing. It's all one thing. Do you? I'm not saying that's. I think that's just like way out of the realm of possibility. But it could happen. People make those offers. It happened before when the NHL didn't play a season. Randy Ambrosi would have to move from Canada. If he like is the man who sold the CFL, it's a lot of things. He could buy a private island. I'm sure with the amount of money he would get out of that deal, he'd be fine. Somewhere nice and sunny. Because if that in this hypothetical, if that happened, there's it wouldn't make sense for the XFL if they have new, you know Redbird Capital buys the CFL. It wouldn't make sense to keep all their teams up there, it, like just like any other American run sports league they might have like or you know united states uh sports league they would maybe have like a team or two in canada in toronto no that doesn't make any sense because the cfl has the the the, the, they're there they're solidified there they have fans that go to the games why would you they are but still just as many fans going to the game that the xfl did that's true there's nothing 
That's true. But bigger markets still in the United States. I think if Vince were on this show, he would say, yeah, okay, you have a full crowd. In- we were in eight markets. Six of them struggled to, to draw fans. Like That's true. Five and a half. So it's not like it's that simple. You can just pick. You know, you don't have another St. Louis out here. I mean, I, thankfully, yeah, we only have one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, ugh, I wouldn't want to do that to the CFL. I, that's why I said what I want is the CFL to remain the CFL. But I do want to see the CFL hook it up with some of what they got for the XFL. I think they there can be sharing had a merger. What would that even look like? How that even happens? Like you said. Different sports, different rules. You can't have a real ch- kind of championship game that means anything. So that can't happen, can it? Is that being discussed? Real quick, last last real guess. What do you think the first thing said at this nego- these talking about talkings was? Like, what the hell is a rouge? Yeah. First, before we get into all this, what's the rouge? Why did a team score one point? You think the Rock was like? How did that happen? You think the Rock was like? I played in the league. I still don't know what that was. (laughs) No. What do you think the first thing discussed in these negotiations was? Like what? And who brought it up? Take your guess. What? What? In your? In your? Who called who? Alan, let me ask you that real quick. Who called who? I mean, if you if you do what they always say to do, follow the money. It's apparent that the XFL all always had the idea to reach out to the CFL but I feel like if you follow the money it does make sense the CFL is for lack of a better word desperate for this kind of attention and this kind of relationship so I would say the CFL but zero I think this relationship goes back to 2018 2019 I think there was talks maybe here and there just little whispers nothing maybe hey maybe we'll work with something in the future we're okay right now Um, but uh, you know, maybe with Jeffrey Pollock sticking around, he was like, "Hey, we talked to them a couple months, a couple years ago. You want to talk to them again? Let's see what happens." And maybe th- that explored into this. Who knows? Um, I'm sorry. I forgot. Oh, the first thing that I think was actually discussed, or will be discussed, or is discussed. Mm. It has to be like if you were to say, like, "What's the top thing you want out of this conversation?" And I would say the XFL goes, we want players. Because I'm with you. I think that's what the XFL wants. We need players. And the CFL says we'd like exposure, guaranteed dollars, advertisements, something that will help us financially be stronger than we were the last two years. So I think the the first thing spoken about is different things. Mm -hmm. Is two different things for each side. Those are definitely the two big team needs. If you're, you're talking about this is... Uh, you know, like uh, if you're playing like a Madden franchise, you got your team needs in the off season. Your team needs for the XFL, like yeah, are players. Team needs for the CFL, money, uh, stability. Stability's the big word for the CFL. It's funny because the XFL doesn't really exist as a as a t- league that's played a full season since 2001. But there's so much instability it feels like with the CFL right now because of the pandemic and now 10 weeks away from training camp and so much hope and uh, that that hope equity for the XFL and of course the rock behind it and the possibilities with the XFL it feels like there's leverage on that side if you're talking about these if these are hardcore negotiations but 
from this week's announcements, it seems very cordial, very friendly, very Canadian, and I think something good's going to come out of it, whatever the hell it ends up being, Bryant. Very hard to... I mean, we do a lot of speculating and guessing on this because we're talking, like you say, about a league that's not even playing football yet or really has has anything in place to play football quite yet. But now this adds even more fuel to that fire, more guessing, more speculating, but it's so much damn fun. What a cr- fun episode we just had. What a fun... Can you imagine we- Radio Bros, he's FaceTiming with The Rock, and The Rock's like, hey, I got to go shoot a scene, but I'll call you right back yeah. after this. Okay, we'll be right back. There's uh, so much. I mean, look, I had myself a little uh, Canadian bacon egg sandwich this morning. Oh, I was honor. a little poutine, two for lunch. It's been a, 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 a different time for me. Look, whatever comes out of this, I will tell you that this news definitely made me say, like, Prince Harry who? Megan what? Like, I don't understand what you're talking about anymore because this is all I care about. CFL, XFL. <laughs> It's, working together. Yeah, it's, yeah, what's Young Rock Show? I totally forgot that it wasn't even on this week. But I am excited for the next episode. But uh, CFL and the XFL talking about talking this week. And now the actual talks that go on. Can't wait to find out what what's said and then how we could react to the actual talks. Because this week it was all... You said training camp's 12 weeks? We're 10 weeks away from what I've read from the CFL training camp. We definitely hear something within those 10 weeks, right? We have to. You would hope so. I mean, first and foremost, that there's going to be actual training camps in an actual CFL season in 2021. And if that happens, you've got to believe that's going to affect whatever these negotiations are in terms of a 2022 season for the XFL. And you got to imagine these need to happen quickly because if you're putting your 2022 plans on pause... You can't do that for too long, Bryant, because if you get out of these negotiations with not much substance, you need to get right back into the planning mode to kick off next year. So don't dilly-dally. Get to talking to the CFL people. Get something done and give us something juicier to sink our teeths, teeths into. We, I mean, it was juicy this week, but mm, I could only imagine... I don't say I, actually. I don't. I don't know if I told you this. I don't say that things are juicier anymore. I say things are he hate me or oh, they're, so yeah, they're he hate because <laughs> you know, it goes on the the keister on go, the sweatpants. Yes. I remember that. And if you don't understand what Call I mean back. by that, Canadian or anybody else who hasn't listened to, go back. Yeah, and watch. Call back to a previous episode. <laughs> yes, uh, catch us here every single Friday, right here on your favorite podcast app: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Tune in. Or wherever you get your podcast, make sure you give us that five star review, and uh, don't forget to tell your friends about us. Also, uh, if you got a question, comment, or a topic you want us to discuss, uh, well, you know what? Text or call the XFL fan line seven two four five six five four XFL. Standard text messaging rates do apply. And, uh, Alan, I think um, we're going to have to start saying international rates. Do apply as well. We might have to actually create a Canadian. Oh my god! At some point, but yeah, I guess knows. so. 
<laughs> also follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you like to talk to us. Or if you want to come and say hi, you can say hello and subscribe and watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash this is the XFL show, the official YouTube page of this is the XFL show. And don't forget our sponsors, pretty easy podcast, go to pretty easy uh, get started today because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. And uh, it's not easy to decipher what's going on in that negotiation table, but I'm sure they're going to tell us because they're super transparent so far. Uh, with these CFL talks between the XFL and the CFL. This is, again, repeat, not the CFL show, but maybe it's a CFL show moving forward. Could be. Maybe. Hopefully, I say. Brian, I don't know if he wants that. I don't know what he wants. Come out of this episode, all I know is that... I want the Wildcats to play 10 games. (laughs) Brian just wants the XFL to play football. I think at the end of it, we all just want both leagues to be playing football. That's definite. Definite. CFL fans and XFL fans can agree on that. And stay tuned. I'm going to be lurking on CFL Reddit and XFL Reddit, reading (laughs) different responses. Kind of hilarious seeing how different they are, Brian. So far this first week, kind of hilarious just seeing instantly what people's minds go to when the leagues say we're going to discuss alignment and growing the game. And that people immediately go to merger, a super duper North American Bowl, sharing players like everybody's in a different area code right now. But we're all I want to see the CFL winners and the XFL winners in the Bourbon Bowl. (laughs) Hell yeah, I could get behind that. Was it Mud Dogs? Get a Mud Dogs team in this in the new XFL? Let's hope. I would be dead. The Montreal Mud Dogs. We're not changing a CFL team that's already exists. The Mud Dogs are going to play in like Edmonton doesn't Lafayette, have a name, Louisiana. and I strict and I'm saying the Edmonton Enforcers should be a thing. I would not be opposed to that. Although I'm still partial to Elk Hounds. That's what I'm voting for. What I voted for. So, all right. So. What a crazy week. What a, what a crazy announcement this week. Very unexpected, but we expected the unexpected on this road to 2022, which is now the road to 20-something. And uh, we're going to keep riding down this road to into the great unknown. But, man, super exciting. Didn't think it could be any more mysterious, any more exciting, but it just got that this week. So stay tuned. Keep an eye out at, at, at XFL Show during the week. We're going to be talking about any news that comes out instantly there, of course, and then popping up with these shows each and every single week for you. And who knows? Maybe I was damn close to asking Brian, let's just do this as a live show or instantly. Want to let it simmer. Take it all in, brother. Absorb the information. Might have to do a live show pretty soon, though, with some news that's probably going to be coming out, though. So. Big exciting stuff here, Alan. Can you make sure our YouTube page is visible in in Canada? By the way, I don't know if there's like a setting. We got to make sure they're internationally to... viewed. Okay, if you're in Canada, let us know if you have access to all of our stuff. I mean, I have access to Canada stuff. I listen to CFL podcasts and see them on YouTube. So, hopefully, you can check our show out if you're in Hamilton or Regina or wherever. And if you aren't, let Wherever us know. Wherever you get your great podcast. Yeah, let us know at XFL Show. All I know uh, is, damn it, I, 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 first place my mind went to was, oh, maybe one day we'll get to do a show in Regina. That's a dream of mine. 
before a Rough Riders game. Can't play in February in Regina. I'm pretty sure about that either, by the way. Uh, don't age well. Oh, this football. episode? This episode. God, don't age well. You don't want don't this one to age well? Well, I want them to already. I'm at, yeah, what if on Monday they come out with their agreement? Don't oh, age well. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's not age well. I think that's just like let's not talk about. We won't. We don't. We don't want to have to speculate as much. I think that's what we're <laughs> sure. I'm t- that's fine too. I mean, I just want some concrete plans and and partnership announcements. XFL, if you're listening, wait till Wednesday. Let the show simmer a little bit. Give us some time. Like Wednesday's perfect for yeah, announcements. Perfect because like everyone Wednesdays. listens to the show. And they can go back on XFL.com and check out all of our other old shows. Apparently, that are still up there seasons in review and stuff so big our last episode was really good by the way it was might have to go back and listen to it myself just to give myself some critiquing as we go into this with this new global audience canada and all of north america i think we got some new uh mexican uh listeners and viewers from our football americano league talk the other other week brian so we're we're growing globally here too Oh, oh, Canada. Oh, that too. We appreciate your football, and we'll be talking to you next week. Stay tuned, everybody. Thanks for watching and listening. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is not the CFL show yet. This is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening.